Hey, how's it going, New Hope? Uh, this is a little follow-up interview with my friends, uh, Dr. Wesley Hill and Dr. Nijay Gupta, two New Testament scholars who've written commentaries on the Lord's Prayer. If you missed my longer interview uh, with these two gentlemen, uh, you can go to newhopepdx.org uh, uh, backslash teaching and, and find that it, it was just a really, really awesome interview. So I, I really encourage you to go check that out. But uh, this is just a short little follow-up. Uh, had a question for you two gentlemen. Uh, we, I think it's probably an understatement to say uh, 2020 was a divisive year. <laughs> it's, it was, at least mm -hmm. I felt that in my spirit and, and uh, in a church that we have all sorts of people, which is amazing and wonderful. And I think that's what the church should be and living in a community where there's all sorts of people and America's a very diverse country, all those kind of things swirling around. Um, I see this this theme of unity in scripture and from from the lips of Jesus often when he, when he taught. My question for you is, as, as you pray the Lord's Prayer, whether you do weekly or, or daily or, or rhythmically, and as our, our folks pray it at New Hope, uh, how, how does the Lord's Prayer, how is it meant to bring us together in a world that's coming apart? I'll chime in real quick with a couple of things. One is, um, it's a very humbling prayer. There are so many features of it that reminds us of our creatureliness and our uh, our sinful nature, how we're bound to screw up. The fact that Jesus gave his disciples a prayer, assuming they're going to sin and assuming they're going to need to ask each other for forgiveness and, uh, and, and also to ask God for forgiveness. And then also to know that we were weak and we get tempted and we do wrong and that we need deliverance. We need rescuing. Um, like that, that's very humbling thing. It's, it's a prayer that reminds us of our dependence on God and our and our the natural failures that we're going to make. Uh, I, one part that stands out to me in terms of uniting is to remind us that we're not each other's enemies. Um, the true enemy is the evil one. We're asked to be rescued from evil or the evil one, and that helps us recognize, you know, the, the person in, you know across the aisle, whatever issue, is not the enemy. Uh, the enemy is the evil one that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and and he wins every time we try to bite and devour each other. And so um, I'm encouraging the Lord's Prayer to recognize um, the, the the grace of God that's at work in other communities that think differently than me and act differently. Uh, I'm being called to to search myself and know where I'm failing and falling short and to be humble and to bring that to the Lord. So it can divide us by recognizing that we're all, uh, we're all sinners. We're all weak people in need of a gracious God. Yeah. And sort of chiming in on the heels of that, uh, I think it's really uh, telling that Jesus includes a prayer for forgiveness because when you're asking for forgiveness, that means that you're acknowledging that you're in the wrong. Um, I, I think it was Philip Reef uh, in the 20th century, a, a cultural critic who said, uh, we have what he called the triumph of the therapeutic. Um, and the therapeutic mindset is, is I just need, I'm okay. And I just need to realize that about myself. I just need to accept myself for who I am. And that's very different, Reef says, than the Christian idea of forgiveness, because forgiveness is based on the idea that I'm not okay as I am. And I actually need God to wipe away my sin so that I can extend that same grace toward others. So um, you know, one, one of the mantras that I've heard over and over again throughout 2020 is there can be no reconciliation without justice. And I think that's right. And I think Jesus would reinforce that here. We, we're not looking for a cheap, oh, you're okay, I'm okay, can't we all just get along and, and play nice together? 
No, what Jesus is saying is we have to be willing to say that we're in the wrong and to ask God uh, to take away our sin and our failure. So um, that's just uh, kind of following up on what Nijay said there. Yeah, I, I came across a line from a UK singer-songwriter, David Gray. He was he was popular maybe 15 years ago or so. I'm sure he's still putting out great, great music. But one of his lines is, uh, I think it, this is right, I'm in a collision with every stone I ever threw. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's such a great line. It's and, a great line. You know, you know the, the the story of Jesus and, and the woman caught in adultery, right? It's such a such a powerful story of um and, and again, I think to your point, uh, Wes, it's not saying that we don't call things out, that we don't go after right. things, that we all just kind of stay in our corner and oh, woe is me, I'm I'm a sinner. That's not what we're saying, but I think it it puts our hearts in a different context and a different posture as we're going after those things, right? There's more of a humility and a, hey, let's come together. Let's do this together. I, I am broken too. And it, it, yeah, I think it's, I think both sides of any debate could probably learn uh, from that posture. That the, and the Lord's prayer kind of resets that as soon as we pray it. And of course, you know, we spend a lot of time in our, in our week one message, I, I, I did a whole message on just the first two words. Mm. And I think personally for me, um, that word, our father <laughs> could be the most important word. I, I to this day, I confess to you both <laughs> that I sometimes pray it in, in an individualistic way. I don't use the plurals. I, I default to the, it, it, I have to catch myself and I almost start over. That is not me. Uh, it, it's not just my father, but it's our father. The first two words put us in a familiar context. So any, any quick thoughts on the, our father is, is the two of you pray that, how does that hit your own hearts? I mean, I think one thing to say is it's a, it's a family metaphor. You know, God isn't literally male. He isn't literally a, a father in, in the sense that human beings are fathers, but Jesus teaches us to call him father, which is drawn from the, the language of family and kinship. And I think one of the things about your family is you may not like them very much, but you're stuck with them. You know, you can't escape them. And mm -hmm. and when Jesus teaches us to cry out our father, that means that I can't say someone else who's praying the same prayer is not, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with them. They're not my business. They're not my uh, they're not part of what I want to be about. Jesus says, no, you're, you're stuck with them. You know, th these are your siblings in Christ, whether you like it or not. And I, I think that goes a long way toward, um, you know, pressing us toward unity. I would just add to that, um, you know, Wesley had talked about another uh, video that um, look at the life of Jesus uh, himself. So when we pray our father, this is something I've you know picked up from uh, people like Karl Barth, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You know, we're actually praying in and through Jesus. I call this vicarious Christology. We actually stepping into the position of Jesus, which is an incredible honor. And Jesus. And so we're actually praying to his father when when. Uh, when Mary wants to hold on to Jesus, in the gospel of John, he says, don't hold on to me. I'm going to my father your and your father. And you almost feel that welcoming into the family that happens at that moment. Uh, this idea that uh, Jesus is kind of the intersection where all of us enter into that family. There is great unity in that. There's great humility in that. Uh, when we're praying our father, we're praying to the father of Jesus Christ. And that uh, that deconstructs all of our bad uh, baggage about fathers or or even good baggage about fathers. Uh, we're praying to the father of Jesus Christ, and that's a wonderful privilege. And it brings all of us on to the same equal place uh, before God.
Awesome. Vicarious Christology. You heard it here first from Dr. Gupta. Thanks, uh, gentlemen. Everybody's watching this. As we pray the Lord's Prayer, it can be a balm for our divided hearts and our divided nation, our divided world. It can it can bring us together and, instead of tearing us apart. So think of it through that lens uh, as you pray it, hopefully, today. So thanks for joining us. Uh, if you didn't check out the longer message, go back and do so. Have a great day. Take care.